Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Eric Bimefor's birthday, and he decided that because it's his birthday, he doesn't work. So you get stuck with me as your host, and I guess I'll bring Silas in because that's what I was told to do by Eric, but I really don't want to do it, so let's do it. Oh, hi, Silas. I'm so, so happy. I'm so happy to be streaming with you right now. So you steal my stream and then tell me I'm not even welcome on it? <laughs> I, I just said I'm so happy to be streaming with you. I don't know what you want from me here. I'm just, you know, I'm helping. I'm helping. I'm a helper. This is what I do. So, wow. yes, it's me and Silas tonight. We are going to be talking about some best ball movers and shakers and game breakers. And then we're going to be drafting a best ball mania team, which isn't going to go off the rails with the two of us drafting. As long as we draft Trey Lance, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to vomit all over the screen. It's been a bad day, and you just want to just throw that extra layer on top. Should have known it was going to be bad. It was fine for his birthday. So you're saying right right about the eighth round is when the stream's just going to cut out. We're going to go black. I have, I have access to the button. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyways. Um, things are starting to change a little bit in the NFL. We're starting to see some more of these free agents go off the board, right? So bye weeks are starting to come out. Well, not starting to. We have those out now. So that's starting to get more people to draft. DraftKings just released 8,000 best ball tournaments. And I was trying to look at some of those. And, like, there's some good ones. And there's some that I was just like, what is this $20 one? And I was just like, "What? Well, okay, whatevs. But anyway, I mean, so. I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm most interested. And I don't think, I don't know if they're going to be able to fill it, but they have like a $200 single entry tournament. Oh, I was like, what? That. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, I have to fire that. Like, how weird do you want to get on that $200 single entry? I honestly wouldn't make it weird. I would probably play it. More, like, I, I would play it a little bit more safe right by not taking anyone too crazy right like i would definitely draft within the confines of what i want 
but you know everybody who's in there is gonna know who like where everybody's ranked so you kind of have yeah. to like pick and choose your spots it, it, it's you, definitely interesting that's why you gotta get wild silence you gotta live on the dark side and you know draft a third rounder in the second round and just watch everybody's heads fall off and go nuts <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, before we get into the draft, I want to talk about some of the people that we're just noticing rise in ADP over the last couple of weeks. You know, you have your your fallout from the draft, some more people going in free agency, like we said, some of these guys signing. I mean, Sky Moore is banana land. What he went from undrafted to what is he, a first rounder at this point? <laughs> no, he's going low eighties. Okay. But Crazy, I mean, it, right? you know, keep, it, once you get the, uh, you know, he, he's in his best shape of his life tweet uh, in, in preseason or in training camp, like he's probably going to go in like the second round mm-hmm. with how many people love him. You um, just can't wait for Kermit to say something like, I love Sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into this, this discussion, make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel. It's Spike Week. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you hit that five-star button. Give us a review. We need it. One more thing for the people that are watching. Since I am taking, since I'm taking over for Bind For, let me uh let me just let me complete the Bind For ensemble. <laughs> um, I, I've never drafted a running back. Not once. Not in my life. Did I nail it? He does take backup QBs though. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> all right. So of all these guys that you've seen moving, who are the ones that you're like, all right, this is a little bit wild. Or you're like, well, yeah, this guy should have been going up here in the first place. Uh, so right off the bat, Juju has like, it's been like, like he started out really low. Like I think he started out in like the hundreds mm-hmm. um, and he's creeping up into like that fifth, sixth round area. And like, I don't know if I can touch Juju anymore. Like, I know the talent's there, but like, well, oh god. So, how are you viewing this Kansas City offense then? Like, I just love to grab cheaper options. So, like, Juju's obviously going in earlier, but like, mm-hmm. wait a couple rounds and I'll take MVS. Like, I'm not touching Sky Moore because he's a rookie, but like, Nicole. Uh, I, I'm taking MVS. I'm taking Mecole. I'm taking the shots on the guys that have not been there, but Mecole's obviously been there. I'm taking a shot on Justin Ross just due to talent. You know, if he if he actually can get cleared and be healthy, mm-hmm. I would rather have Justin Ross than uh, Sky Moore. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to mix everybody in. So I'm not saying I haven't touched Juju. It's just getting to the point where I feel like I've already gotten some Juju, so I should hang off for a little while, see if his price decreases a little bit, um, and then go from there. What are you doing? Are you taking Kelsey? Because I'm starting to come around yes. on Kelsey oh, yeah. more than I was at the beginning of the year. So I with so specifically on DraftKings because I'm not Kelsey's harder for me to grab in underdog just because I, I don't really love the price point. Mm-hmm. Um, but for DraftKings where you're getting that full point PPR, like I feel like I've taken Kelsey at like nine and ten almost repetitively, and I'm I'm in like 25 drafts, so I feel like I have like 60 percent. Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, like towards that back end of the first round, it just when you start getting into that Dalvin Cook range, it's like who who do I want here? And it's like 
I either want, I always either want like Diggs or Kelsey. And that's yep. pretty much the two guys that I'm looking at. So yep. with Kansas City, it's like for me, I'm like, okay, Kelsey. Obviously, we want Mahomes. I'm then I'm right with you. MVS is my next guy that I'm looking at. I would love for it to be Juju. I think he has like great opportunity there. But like you said, fifth round for Juju just is like, ugh. You know, we've been burned by him too many times. You know what I mean? Like, are we really going to go back to the well and get burned by fifth round Juju this year? Right. I mean, he's like 17 years old now, though. So maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll be fine. Um, so yeah, the Kansas City is really interesting in that aspect because those guys skyrocketed. And you know that, like, no pun intended, but you know that they would with their landing spots. I just, I think the Sky more one out of them all is the absolute craziest one. You just look at the money they put into Juju and specifically MVS, and it's like, well, they're going to give those two guys a chance to fail first, right? And when are they even going to give Sky Moore the chance to be a one or two? I can't even imagine it being the season, barring injury. Yeah. like, like I mean, the last time they took a second-round wide receiver, he's still sitting there with Michael Arman. Right. Right. I mean, but like he was brought in specifically in theory to back up Tyreek Hill, right? They thought yeah. that that's what they were getting. They were getting like a Tyreek Hill 2.0. Even if he wasn't quite as good, he would be. But who's no longer there? Well, that's Tyreek the Hill. So why that's are they the not going to give him the opportunity? Right. So, so Eric is saying Sky will start on the perimeter. I mean, you think he's going to be in the three wide receiver sets right away? No. Uh, so he might be. I don't think he's going to – like, he won't start in two wide receiver sets. He might rotate in in three wide receiver sets. Um, but, no, I think they're they're going to try to – they'll probably keep him on more of a snap count. Like, I think he will might he might be, like, a 60% player to start. And, like, you're hoping that role expands. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he has the – kind of the talent but i'd like to see it first before i start drafting the guy in the 80s like we were taking devonta smith in the 80s last year right we knew he could play do we know Uh, this guy more can play exactly uncle andy's asking is there any hope for josh gordon and this is when i just look into the camera and i say do i need to have an intervention right now uncle andy because (laughs) are we going to do josh gordon in 2022 is this going to be a thing are you going to bring him up in 2022 Come on, bro. So, and then Eric says, who else? And then we'll get off the Chiefs thing. But I'm not going to be shocked if you see them running some sort of two tight end sets a lot, especially in the beginning with the guys that they have behind Kelsey. Well, they they might even, not even two tight end sets, but they might run two running backs. True. (laughs) They might just put two running backs on the field. And yeah, MVS is a one-trick pony. That's just because Green Bay didn't use him in the right ways. Like, he, he can't catch, but drops aren't in serve of what future production is going to be. Mm-hmm. He drew the targets. Like, he's going to draw targets from Patrick Mahomes. You want that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So the other guy I want to bring up, and I think this leads to a bigger discussion, uh, which I've seen people starting to have on Twitter this weekend, but we at Spike Week have had this conversation way before that because we're the best obviously although this hat is stupid backwards right is this the worst <laughs> backward hat of all it has time? nothing on it it's it's so dumb um anyways besides that oh my god now the tags out let's talk about Jarvis Landry and 
he lands in New Orleans and he's starting to rocket up the draft board. He went from, you know, what were we saying? 13th round, something like that. Yeah, he's like the 160s, 170s range. And he's already creeping up to the 11th, which means he's going to creep up higher. And he went to the Saints, which isn't the stone cold worst landing spot, but I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's like he landed in like this elite offense that, oh my God, now Jarvis Landry should be shooting up. So my point in all of this is like, if you're like shooting Landry up the draft board because he went to New Orleans, you should have just been drafting them beforehand anyways, right? Uh-oh. You're still here. You're back. I'm still here. I'm good. Yes. All right. Let me let me swap. All right. Well, so while Silas is fixing his I'm good. You know, his Pat Corain internet. <laughs> I'm so back. What, all right. So my point being is you should have just already been drafting Jarvis Landry, right? Yeah. If you're if you're gonna start shooting him up the draft board because he's in New Orleans. So that just shows you you should be drafting other guys that are like the Jarvis Landry this year. So Julio Jones. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Like we should be drafting these guys. I'm not saying take a second round stab on them, which is you know, I'm being facetious saying that, but, but they're, they're, free. they're free. They're in the 15, 16th round. Like you know as soon as they sign, like they're gonna shoot up three, four, five rounds. So why are you not just hammering them right now? Like right. yeah, you might not get a yeah, Will Fuller's a good one. Chris brought him up. Um, been grabbing all the all the Will Fuller. Um uh Matt, his ADP's at 150. Um, and he'll probably go, you know, in the 80s, 90s, depending on landing spot. But all of these guys, I mean, the only bad downside is you know, you might not stack them properly, right? Mm-hmm. But what rare chance that you do get hit that stack, like it's gonna be so unique compared to everybody else. Like you should be taking them all right well- now. And, and if you're taking Julio Jones in like the 16th, I think I'm getting him in the 15th or 16th round, like every draft. And yeah. I'm just taking him. I'm just like, he's my eighth wide receiver. And I, I and to your point, I'm, I'm rotating through quarterbacks on all these drafts. I'm going to hit the right stack eventually, you know, unless he's playing in the freaking CFL. Yeah. I'm, I'm all set. Like I have the stack at some point. So, and as soon as he signs anywhere, anywhere, the worst situation, he's going to be a 10th, ninth round draft pick at minimum, right? Yeah. So, like, what are we doing, guys? Like, this is a thing that we learn every year, and we just watch it happen every year. I mean, like, best ball has only been real big these last two. But we see it time and time again already where these guys are, they're free and you're not taking them. Well, and everybody's surprised that they haven't signed yet. They're like, oh, no, he's not going to sign. Guys, we're in – it's it's May. Yep. <laughs> it's May. <laughs> Training camps don't open for another like, two months, and we don't start playing football for another, like, four. So draft them now because they're going to sign. Like, they're too good to sit, sit on their coach all year. Right. <laughs> they're better than – uh, I don't know, uh, Brian Edwards, who just got traded to Vegas, or not from yeah. Vegas to uh, the Falcons. Like, they're better than him. <laughs> right. What? What is the – so, okay, so just side topic, just complete side topic. What is people's infatuations with players when they sign with the freaking Atlanta Falcons? Like, what – like, this is the last two years, right? 
We get we get Mike Davis to Atlanta. He's a fifth round pick last year because it was because he what because of what he projectable did volume. <laughs> I, I what the like what the fuck like honestly can I swear on this show? Am I allowed to swear? Yes, on this one? yes. Right, I what the so. fuck? What the fuck are we doing with 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 that dude? And now Brian Edwards is all of a sudden gonna go into Atlanta and be better than he was on a Oakland team or Vegas team that he should have been phenomenal on so now we're going to take a flyer on them the best part about the falcons is they keep grabbing guys that are like contested catch studs so they have no one that's just like for sure can get open over the middle of the field like it's it's actually pretty funny uh london Pitts, and brian edwards are literally the same archetype type of player and they just keep like loading up on them and I guess, like, yeah, they don't need them all to hit. Like, they're just trying to find the guys to, like, move their offense forward. But they're going to be jumping. They're going to be, like, running over each other. Like, <laughs> they're going to have no idea what to do. Right. And, yes, CPAT was 215. Yeah, Matt brings up CPAT was 215 as a as his ADP last year. And, yeah, he was. But, my, but I think that goes to my point where CPAT finally got a chance to do something last year, right? He was finally given opportunity. Edwards has been given opportunity to last two, three, four hundred years and never yeah. did anything with it. And so he's going to get opportunity in Atlanta. And he, with who's the quarterback, we don't know. We don't know if they're going to be starting, you know, exhibit A or exhibit B. And I don't know, man. I just, I don't like the Atlanta situation a ton. And that's why I'm like scared of pits already. So if I'm scared of pits, I'm supposed to, I know the ADP is completely different. I'm supposed to be like, oh, well, I guess I'll take a shot on Brian Edwards when I could take Julio right there. Come on. What do we do? We're we're back in we're back door in our week 17 stacks against the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> also, it's week 16 that we're looking for here, buddy. That is true. That is true. I, I am with you on that, but you know, but we we had a they were talking on uh, him and Liam or Eric Bineford and Liam were talking on Friday. They're all talking about week 17. They didn't even care about week 16. But Rob and I, we're week 16, bros. You know, you got to get to the finals before you can actually correlate for the finals. So, And it's the hardest week to win to get you to the finals is week 16. What do you got to be, one out of 16? One out of 16. That, but last year was one out of, seven, one out of 18? Yeah, one out of 18, which was ridiculous. So it's a little easier, but it's still not easy to do. And I'm yep. actually going to have Eagles on my stream tomorrow night, who is the ultimate week 16 bro. So I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Lovely. Is there anything you want to get into before we fire up a draft? Uh, one thing. What are you doing with uh, Antonio Gibson? Um, he's been falling the last couple of days. He's kind of sitting there in that same fifth, sixth range um, with the, the thought of he's no longer uh, going to kind of, do what we projected him to be like he's not going to be cmc north um so how are you handling that situation well it's a little scary right because you would have thought with jd mckissick going to buffalo when that was happening you're like okay well if there's ever going to be a wheels up year on gibson it's going to be this year but he backs out of a deal going to a better team with a better situation for him to come back to Washington and play with Gibson. So is he being fed some information that he's going to get a more expanded role in this offense? 
You know what I mean? So like, that's like my red flag that goes up right there. Um, yeah. Singletary played great last year, but if you add McKissick, you know, that would have just been a one, two punch rate. Like, yeah. like they definitely would have been playing those two. So I feel like, and you know, McKissick can do it. That game, yeah. he got a concussion last year was a Monday night game, maybe, or something like that. And he had like 22, 23 DraftKings points or something close to that. Um, he was, he was balling that night. Yeah. So he has that, uh, he has that capability in him to, to, if he's the hot hand, they're just going to feed him. So are so, you just, are you just fading Gibson then? I don't, I, but the thing is, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, but it's hard at the price point right yeah. now. And I have to figure out, does it make sense to grab him? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I'm kind of, I've been fading him for now with the thought that I will come back to him and maybe he'll drop some more, yeah. but I, I don't want zero shares, but I don't know. I I don't think he's a guy that I'm looking to be overweight okay. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you? Where are you at? I, so I'm definitely scared off, um, especially with them drafting Brian Robinson. Um, right. so That's the other they thing. Back, McKissick, they brought it. They brought in a day two pick in Brian Robinson. Um, I was looking today through all of my exposures through Big Board, through uh, Superflex, through the other sites. I realized I have literal zero Antonio Gibson. So I'm hoping he falls to like that 65 ish, 70 pick range mm -hmm. and I'll start mixing him in. But yeah, right now, like Chris, I literally have zero shares and I have over 100 teams. So like, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I mean, if. I, I'll start looking at him a little more because I do see him there. And then I'm just like, uh, I just like this guy. And I, you know, like there's multiple yep. guys. I'm like, I'd rather just have this guy on this team a little bit more yep. or because so he's the ultimate reason why we talk about dead zone RBs, right? Because if you draft your RBs early, once you're at the fifth round, you don't want an RB to begin with. And if you're going like a zero RB build, it feels too early to grab Antonio Gibson and you yep. want to strengthen up other areas. Yep. So now he's like in that literal dead zone where you're like, well, I can't grab him because he either he doesn't make sense for any of the builds I'm doing. So what is the build that makes sense? I'm sure, you know, people are going to roast me and say like, well, I did this, this, and this, and that made sense for you to draft. Like, yeah. Okay. Modified superhero RB <laughs> in the fifth round extra. Yeah. <laughs> One out of one out of thirty teams that you build that might make sense. Yeah. So it's it's a little tough. Um, anyways, I think we hit on all the points we wanted to. So let's draft a team. Yay! The fun part. Yes. Uh, um, how's my screen? Is it big enough? Yes, it's. Let's last the chat. I can scroll. I can. If anyone wants me to zoom in, zoom out, I know we've uh, it's been a, a big big deal these last couple weeks, uh, especially when Spags is going at two thirty Mondays and Fridays. Right. I mean, if we do it like this, guys, we're covering up some of the player pool, but it's a little bit bigger. So, if you guys like the screen like this, we'll do it like this. If not, I'll I'll change I, it. I, well, I, I can I can decrease it a little bit anyway. Cool. So we are in. We're doing best ball mania, right? Yeah, best ball mania. I don't, yes. I don't do anything. I don't do anything else. Yeah, I haven't even looked to see if they've added anything else yet. Well, we only... touch on that. When when do you project a, a puppy will be released? 
end of June. June and end of June. Yeah, they'll really or mid mid to mid to end June. Um, the question is, are they going to try to like make two or three again, or are they going to try to make one massive one? I think they should make it multiple again. Yeah, I think they'll do multiple again. I think once we hit like maybe fifteen to twenty percent of BBM being filled, mm-hmm. um, I'll see what we're at right now. We're at six, so like you know, once we get probably another, once we get to like fifty thousand entries. They'll yeah. probably release the first puppy and just kind of see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and then there'll be like that two, three week lull. Um, and then uh, they'll release release another one. But I think the pu- the puppy literally might. Uh, oh, Jesus. We're, oh, we're in pick 12. This is going to be fun. It's good. It's good for um, streaming, though. The, the <laughs> ends are always the best. Uh, yeah. Insider tip. How many yeah. of these golf drafts have you done? I have done none. Have you done one. any of the golf? I did one. And I think I'm only going to do one um, just because I have really not that much knowledge in golf. Um, and I based all I basically did was look up golf odds for this, this particular tournament yeah. and drafted based on that. So whoever had the lowest odds when it was my pick was my pick. <laughs> I I'm too busy as well as buying for probably because I don't know if you've heard this, but um, we are now NHL thought leaders. Buying for has a hundred percent advance rate in the NHL best ball playoff format, and I have a fifty percent advance rate, which is you know nothing to sneeze at either. So you know we're we gotta we can't overtake every sport right away. We're trying to like you know maybe we'll take over golf next year, but yeah. no, we are releasing content for golf. Um, yeah, it, it's in the works. I know that. Um, t- tell her if if anyone. It's not in those MLB streets. We we make lots of money. We win every night. So so um. no joke. I mean, we're joking about the NHL stuff. The the MLB stuff is ridiculous. The amount of money people from the Spike Week Discord are making in the MLB one, like it blows my mind every time I see the tweets come out. The one that came out yesterday, I think it was, or the day whenever it came out, but it was just um, the guy who won it. I can't remember who off the top of my head. Sam, Sam Olson won. I think it was on Saturday. And Sam. he he catched every lineup but one and had like nine of the top 10 spots. It was crazy. And of the top like 15, if it wasn't him, it was Numi. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> like the Spike Week baseball stuff is ridiculous. So we have the 112 here, the one one twelve and 201. When you have this end pick, what are you looking to do typically? So, and I'll touch on this just because like, I don't go in with a particular plan. Like I'm not like, I'm going to grab two, like a wide receiver and a tight end and I'm not going to touch running back. Like mm-hmm. it truly depends on who falls to me. And then like I construct my team based on who I have. So I'm not like thinking like this is going to be a zero RB team or this is going to be a robust team or this is going to be a hero or whatever, superhero, whatever the hell they're freaking called. (laughs) I hate the strategy terms and I think we've gone a little bit too far in the industry talking about them because like it, it, it's a way to, I'll I'll hold off on this. Um, I like Devante. Uh, Kelsey went so I like Mixon. I like CeeDee Lamb. So I I think Mixon, although, you know, he is like a first, a borderline yep. first, second rounder, I think Mixon isn't talked about enough. 
um, personally. I mean, I, I, he's going where he's supposed to go, so maybe that's part of it. You know what I mean? Um, he's like safe. <laughs> yeah, but he's safe in an offense that, as much as we love their passing game, they they've shown that they want to run the football and that yeah. they want to run it through Mixon. Yeah. Like that's if if they could do what they wanted to do, Mixon would have 25 carries a game, like and just grind that grind grind it into the defense. Devontae so or Lamb. Um, uh, let's get weird. Go Lamb, because that's the All other right. guy I wanted to bring up. Yep. Uh my Lamb shares are real low right now because I do think he's too high. Uh I, I know I just told you to pick him, but I wanted to do it just this. He's top second round. He was lower than that last year, and we thought that he underperformed. But there's but, vacate, there's vacated targets with Amari Cooper gone, and Michael Gallup's hurt. So who else are they going to throw to? I mean, I know it's him and Schultz. Like that's that's your offensive passing game right now, supposedly. And and I do like Lamb. It just uh, maybe I'm just a, a little more scared than than need be. But like in that spot. I like Adams better generally, and I like Evans better. In, in my personal opinion, like because you know, to the, to your point about people being hurt, Godwin's coming in hurt. We already saw that Brady had the connection with Evans at the end of the year when Godwin yeah. was out. So Evans feels like a better pick at that top of that second round to me. Um, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that take. Um. I mean, and and I'll come like I. This is one of my first shares of CD, so like I'm not saying I love CD or whatnot, um, but I'm like coming into the fact that this might actually be like his true breakout top five year, um, because I'll, I'll say last year I was all in on CD. I had all the CD at the two three turn, like <laughs> you name it, I was drafting CD Lamb, um, yep. just because I wanted every piece of the Dallas offense possible. Um, but now like with Cooper gone, like they're going to rely on CD lamb to be that alpha top dog. And like, I think he can do it. Like, I think he, I, the, the kids well, that's, ultra that's talented. What it comes down to is can like, he do it? He is ultra talented. And like it, the only downside is that, is that division is absolute dog shit. So like, are they going to throw enough to actually satisfy him being a 12, 13 pick? That's to be determined, um, but I'm I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to take some steps. Some guys are just great number twos, yeah, and they can't fill that number one role. I'm not saying he is or isn't yet, but I'm saying it's a concern yeah. at the moment. Like, is CD a number one, like a legit number one superstar wide receiver? And I think he still has to prove it. To be honest with you, uh. Lamb is a 2A like Odell. Uh, then he says 1A. <laughs> I was going to say, Odell Odell showed he was the alpha. I was wondering where he's going with that because I'm like, when Odell was prime Odell, he was he was elite. Like he was, I loved, I hate the Giants and I love to watch Odell Beckham when he was, you know, doing his thing. I still love Odell. And I, I, I all of the Odell. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up because I don't know if he's going to. We know a lot of these players might be waiting till after June first to sign because of contract things. Yeah. Um, 
but his case is unique in the fact that he might not even sign until the season's already running. No, I don't think he's going to go before that. I think, I, think, I think he has some offers and he's trying to like decide where he actually wants to go or he's just waiting. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be all of the teams that are contending. Like, true. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to a team that's rebuilding. So we know he's going to go. He, like, he very easily could go to the Packers. Yeah. Like, instantly. And where does he go if he goes to the Packers? Like, where, where would someone draft him knowing? Odell is getting balls thrown from Aaron Rodgers. Like you might take him in that juju range. Right. Granted, he might like he'll probably get pushed down a little bit just because he's probably not going to be healthy the start of the season. Um, just because he's coming off that ACL injury. But yeah, he he's going to smash no matter where he goes. Like you're getting him for literal free in the 170 range, which is that's the 15th round. Like, yeah, I think that's where you're getting a Monroe St. Brown last year where he literally didn't play or didn't do anything until the playoffs. And he won you or won Liam a million dollars. And you don't need a guy in the 15th or 16th round to do anything right away. Theoretically. Uh, I like Jalen Waddle. So I'm going to take Jalen Waddle here. All right. Uh, Interested to hear your thoughts on Acres. Uh, I've been taking a lot of DJ Moore, uh, and I'm okay with reaching on some guys. So Waller's up there for me. Uh, Godwin's up there for me. Um, I would even mix in Hollywood. Well, Godwin would be setting up the double stack, right, if you wanted to do something like that, which I'm not opposed to doing. I haven't been able to get that combo too too much yet. Um, we don't have Evans. We, talk about oh, we, were, ta- we were talking about Evans, so I thought yeah. we had him. So, disregard. Take that back. Um, we have 10 seconds. Who do you want? Do, I don't care. Pick. Let's go something different. I haven't done this yet. I have zero Hollywood Brown in this I'm tournament. Not, so. I'm not taking Hollywood in the fourth round. No, Evan Way. No, We're Evan doing something Way. different. We're doing something different. We'll I, I mean, that. for this one, sure. Fine. But I'm not – I mean, in, in a nutshell, I am not taking – Hollywood, <laughs> it just, it just, it's ludicrous to me that he's a fourth rounder. I, I just, you know, I, I called it <laughs> the first, so first day once D Hop got called that stream, we were talking about it. I was like, he's going to go in like the third, fourth round. And I'm probably going to have zero Hollywood Brown. Granted, I don't have zero Hollywood Brown now, but <laughs> I think that's, this is the little first time I've actually taken Hollywood. And I just kind of want to see what teams look like when I have him. It's funny because he was one of my most drafted players last year because I thought he was going too late yeah. a lot. So where were we grabbing him? Like the eighth, ninth round last year? Um, it was something uh, absurd. Might have been seventh. I, I, I want to say he was like fifth or uh, sixth. Or, yeah, either sixth or seventh. I think he was seventh or eighth in most cases. And I'm like, why is Hollywood still here? And I would just smash him in the seventh or eighth round like every time that I saw him. Um but fourth feels wrong too. He feels like a six rounder, late fifth, early six. And, and that's where he was going, like the start of day one before D Hop got out, like ruled out. So, like his price is just being elevated because they know they're getting, ideally, getting 17, 16 games out of him, 16, 17 mm-hmm. games. 
Um, and you know he's going to be the number one for Kyler. Yeah. And just looking at the board that you have up right there, just I'd rather have McLaurin. I'd rather have Sutton than I <laughs> than him personally. Yeah. And I mean, I would have had, I obviously would have rather had Mike Williams, Jerry Judy. Um, I mean, Moore. I would have taken, I would have taken DJ Moore and Godwin, which is where I usually go. But again, just kind of wanted to get weird since we, we did CD and then Hollywood. So to, and, so to hit that point, the 12 spot is the spot that I tend to get weirder with my picks. I mean, you always have to let the draft fall to you. Yep. But the 12th is like where I've, I think that's the one time I went like, two early tight ends. Like I might've went Waller Kittle on a draft from the 12 spot or something like that. Just to, just cause I wanted to see what it was going to do. Yeah. Or I might've grabbed two of the early quarterbacks. I mean, I'm just trying to flirt with different builds. I did this a bit towards the end of drafting last year. And now I'm kind of flirting with it a little more in the beginning stages as well, just because these tournaments are so massive now. That yep. to get really different, you're going to have to do things that are really different. And I'm like, well, what if I do something this different? Do I like it? Yeah. Uh, even if I don't like this particular build, do I think it's viable? And those are the things I'm attempting to do right now. And um, go, so going off that, do you plan? Do you plan on maxing? Do you do you plan on doing 150 on the on BBM? Yeah. I mean, I I assume so. Okay. So, I, I mean, that's what you have to do, right? Like you have right. to get these unique combos that you think are going to be low owned to try to maximize your first place uh, percentage, right? Like your, your yeah. overall chances. So, I mean, is this the, my most favorite team that I like? Like this is definitely not my most favorite start, but it's different enough that, you know, it's going to be very, very low owned. Right. And to the point of being max entered in the BBM, if, if what DraftKings released is their main best ball schedule, it makes it easier for me to know that I'm going to max enter BBM. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, I've been firing a lot more of their $5 tournament over at DK than BBM. Yeah. Because I'm just drafting there. I'm like, it is just so much easier to draft on DraftKings. Yeah. No, I, I, I guess unless it's you that gets 13 people in their draft. But <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was the most ridiculous thing. Um, one thing, definitely taking Kyler here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on MT? I don't know. I don't understand him playing for New Orleans this year. So you if don't he think plays. he plays at all? Okay. So it's like, does he play at all? Do they find a way to move him? Is it too late to move him? I, I just don't. I don't know. I think I'd rather go Burks than than Michael Thomas. I feel safer about that. If, if what, I'm like, what, what are your thoughts on Etienne? You know my thoughts on Etienne. Come on. I don't. I don't know your thoughts on Etienne. Uh, he's like my second most despised player behind. Trey All right. <laughs> <laughs> I. I, Damn, I can't make you really mad. You can. You can draft him. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> no, it's fine. Him at all. I, I don't people a lot of people are in on ETN. Um and everybody's in on ETN. I'm not. <laughs> I have very little ETN. We're the only two that aren't because this dude's going in the fifth round and you know mid to late fifth round generally, and he 
he's going to a new coaching staff that didn't draft him. He broke his foot last year because that's what I want my running back to do, break his foot um, on a bad, theoretically a bad offense. I think they take a step forward. I'm just – I'm they mostly concerned to. about the Liz Frank injury. Yes. But like even then, I mean, they've been talking about James Robinson being like their – guy right it's a new coaching staff they didn't this this coaching staff didn't draft Etienne in the first round and <laughs> um I I just haven't been able to find myself taking Etienne like comfortably yeah it's too high there's for just him. there's there's a lot of red flags around where he's going it's like, all red flags <laughs> and like everybody's just like he's going to be a god like him and Joe Burrow, they played in college together. It's going to be awesome. And I'm like, but the man has a Liz Frank injury. Like, we yeah. know people don't come back off Liz Frank injuries and, like, are the same player. So why is it, like, a for sure thing that he, he is going to defy the odds? I, I Yeah, it, it blows my mind. It's like that's one of the main injuries I don't want my running back to have. He's proven nothing. Oh, well, he's going to catch 130 passes. No, he's not. He's not. He's he's gonna do whatever. Um, Fritzy, we are gonna fight. By the way, thinking that Trey Lance and Travis Etienne are gonna win somebody two million dollars, I, I think I've already said it. I'll eat a carton of milk if that happens. Just to how do you, how do you eat a carton of milk? Do I will find a way. Cardboard? I will find a way. So, is it Terrence? Is that how I say it? The winner of these tournament lineups wasn't filled with red flag players. Um, well, red flags in what way? Like, like I just, there's certain red flags that I want to avoid. And like the injury one is one and the other one is bad offenses. Like it's just the perfect storm of the type of player I don't want to draft. If it's yeah. a guy coming off an injury that like I can get late, like, yeah, maybe. Okay. But we're talking about a fifth round pick right now with yeah. all the value players that are around him. And that's where that's where I'm at. And I know I'm like the outlier on ETN, and apparently you are too. Yeah. But I'm fine with I'm fine with being the guy that has no ETN, to be honest with you. I'll I'll start mixing him in. Like I'm not I'm not gonna say it. it's it's a risk, right? Like you have you'd have to be risk averse to just not want to take him at all. There's definitely a chance he does well. And let's just say him at 76, I'll take him at 76 all day. Yes. He's been going to you on the board. Like I would much rather have Gabe Davis. I'd rather have Allen Robinson. Uh, You know, I'd rather have maybe Michael Thomas. I mean, obviously we took Kyler, but, you know, Kyler, I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. I'd rather take that elite upside QB over a running back who might not even be like a three down back. Like he might be the third down back. Like he might only play one out of three plays and we're drafting him where like, we're drafting him like he's amazing, but he could be JD McKissick. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so here's the one that I really like hunt around 100 and yeah, I mean, I wasn't even talking about the later round running backs. They'll take them all day over at TN. Like at least yeah. they, we know they have volume. Miles Sanders pick in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know, man. Like it just it feels bad. It just feels real bad for where he's going. And to to say that 
your two main talking points are he's going to catch passes, which you don't know. You don't know that's what he's going to do. How how can you tell me that ETN is going to catch passes for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, uh, you know, and everyone was comparing him to Swift to me. Like this was our the discussion I had with Gretch. He's like, you know, well he's gonna he's gonna be like David Swift. I'm like, I'm glad I faded Swift last year. Yeah, he yeah. had some big games, but he wasn't viable for you the entire season because he did exactly what I thought he was going to do, okay. which is get hurt. I didn't expect that dude to finish the year. I don't know. I just sometimes I go with a gut feeling. I and I yeah. think like, yeah, we can look at all the stats we want, but we're on the clock here. Let's we uh, are. I'm trying to take a look through. Uh tight ends. Goddard interests me. CEH interests me. I I I'd take Dak and just be done at quarterback um to match up with CD. Um I wouldn't hate going like Dak and Goddard. You don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> I, I, I like that combo because we I I consider Goddard like the last elite upside tight end there. Knox yeah. is borderline. So. I so Liam Liam talked me into Knox pretty considerably the other day. Oh shocker! No, no, Liam likes Knox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you uh, listened to that. Um, Not the, the stream yet. on Friday. It he he had some really good points, so I, I I'm gonna start taking more knocks. But he goes in such a hard area, personally. Mm-hmm. But he does slasher. Uh, <laughs> because I keep seeing I keep seeing this. Yeah. So and, and my mind is blown because I'm like, what is happening right now? So. Colton is one of my one of my best friends, uh, and then Zach is also in here. He's one of the guys, one of my good friends that um, we do a lot of high stakes fantasy leagues with together. Um, the story behind Slasher is uh, I, I was a fullback in in high school, but we ran uh, a wing T. So if you know what that offense is, we have three running backs. Yeah. So a fullback isn't a traditional fullback. Um, and I had a, a game where I ran for like 250 yards and I won player of the week. And our high school coach was like, Silas, the slasher Jackson slashing his way through the defense. And like, <laughs> I hated it, but like it just stuck. So yeah, they, they, they call me slasher. Um, I like very, very infrequently. Um, but yeah, it's only a select few people. Fair. I think we all sometimes get that, uh, <laughs> high school football nickname that we don't like i had one yeah uh i won't say what it was because i don't want people calling me that <laughs> but yes i was the first white kid in my high school to catch an interception and then Ooh. i got a nickname because of it yes nice. yeah uh, we did were only what's up did you play d-back um i played at that school before i moved back to massachusetts i was a free safety and then when I came back here, I was wide receiver and free safety. Nice. nice. Very, very different moving back up here to play football, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> F- football in Mississippi was quite a bit different than football in Massachusetts. Yeah, and you can only imagine what football in New Hampshire is like, so <laughs> that's why the wing tee worked. <laughs> I went from Friday night football games with the entire town there to them like playing at 10 in the morning on a Saturday. Ugh. And I'm like, what, what is happening right now? Yeah. With like the gardener showing up. So yeah, very different experience. 
Um, but those are the good old days, right? They, they were. They were. Um, so, yeah, I think we were talking about elite tight ends and Knox and Goddard kind of being those last two. If you get Goddard, are you ever going with a three tight end build? Or are you just – is that your cutoff? So I've mixed them in. Um, like, there's sometimes where, like, I'll take, like, Waller and – like depending on who I have and like the correlation, like I've mixed in some 18th round OJ Howard, like what happens if Knox gets hurt? What happens if OJ Howard finally figures out and discovers his potential? Like I'm trying to think through like ways that a tight end is the winning guy that you need. Um, And sometimes when I have like a really strong running back core or like, I don't need a 10th wide receiver. Like I'm, like I might as well take a look and, and take a dart throw on a on a tight end. This so this quarterback stuff, not to change subjects, but just watching this happen in the ninth round where it goes Stafford Carr Rogers and just seeing that quarterback spot dry up so much faster this year than last year. Yep. I, I've talked about it a few times, but it's just like something we really have to be cognizant of going forward for the rest of the summer. Because oh, I don't yeah. think it's going to change. I think it might. If anything, it's going to get worse. Well, there's still one guy. There's still like one guy that, that you know you could take and be very comfortable with. What is your take on Hooper? I like Hooper as a late round flyer. Yeah, uh, I've definitely mixed him in. Like they're probably going to have to. They're going to have to throw to somebody. And I mean, Hooper was good in Atlanta when they had nobody. So like, mm-hmm. chances are he's going to be good, but they're going to want to run the football as much as possible. Um, so on uh, there goes Trey Lance. And I was oh, hoping he was going to be there. Um, you were going to try to do a, a three QB build with Trey Lance? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, Tony, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, sing, Singletary good with you? I'm fine with Singletary. I've do been prefer Melvin? No. Okay. I don't hate Melvin, though. I don't hate Melvin either. Yeah, don't hate Melvin. Yeah, I Um, I mean, I've been taking him here and there. Um, We could grab Gallup for the double stack. We could grab Bobby Woods for the bring back. We could take Jamison Williams as full upside. You don't want to take more to stack with Kyler? Uh, We could do that as well. We already have Hollywood, though. I think I would rather have Gallup because I think Gallup's better than Rondell Moore. Hmm. If you want to stack, yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm like Rondell Moore or Rondale for for Chris. Um, <laughs> I I am like Rondell Moore's biggest hater, and I just <laughs> they're not gonna use him in a way that's beneficial for fantasy football. Like he had like barely any competition last year, right? You had DeAndre Hopkins get hurt. You had AJ Green who could barely can run down the field. And his average depth of target was less than a yard and a half. Yeah. Yeah. A yard and a half. They they add in Hollywood Brown. Like, yeah, D Hop's going to be out for the first six games. They're going to – I think they really just don't want, don't like Rondale. I don't think he's good. Um, and like, how is he going to be any better? They literally had the chance to showcase him 
and they couldn't target him more than two yards down the field. Mm -hmm. So is he explosive? Sure. What's going to change? Like they're going to give him those same screen, screen targets. How is he going to get any better to actually win you fantasy football weeks? So you're you'd be more on in on him on like the thirteenth, fourteenth round, <laughs> right? I, I don't know if I will really ever be in on him. Like I just I don't see how he wins you anything. Silas, like, he might get to two for his a dot this year. He might have a two point five, <laughs> which is almost double. How many guys can you say have doubled their a dot in the season? Am I selling you on Rondell Moore yet? No. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, everybody's so in on Rondell Moore. And, yeah, he was, he was what, a second-round pick last year, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If, I, if it's, not... It doesn't matter if he was in for 40% of snaps. He's not going to get up to 70. Like, he had the best possible situation and he couldn't get on the field for more than 50% of snaps. That should tell you something. They invested a second-round pick, and the man can't average, can't get a target more than two yards downfield. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. We're gonna we're gonna start our own show called That's a Red Flag. <laughs> I've already decided it. We're gonna air it Saturday mornings at 9:30. And it's only gonna last 15 minutes, but that's what we're doing. For Spike Week, executive decision. <laughs> since I'm in the Eric Bynum four role tonight, we'll do a uh, battle royale stream um, Sunday mornings. Oh, like man. way too early that no one will actually pay attention, and it'll just be us screaming "Red flag!" <laughs> a tiny QB throwing to a tiny wide receiver is not a thing for fantasy football. I don't think. Oh man. Oh man. So true. It's sad, though. We all yeah. wanted Rondell Moore to be more than what he was. I would love for Rondell to be something. He's just like, – it, it doesn't seem like – and maybe I'm buying or I'm just not allowing it to develop into what he's going to become. Mm. It just – it doesn't seem like it's going to happen to me. <laughs> but <laughs> you invest so much in a wide receiver and you can't even afford to put him anywhere downfield. That that doesn't make sense. You're you're throwing targets to AJ Green twelve to fourteen yards downfield. Why can't you do that for Rondell Moore? He's the fastest um, guy on the field. Well, my argument would be, there's no way AJ Green lasts more than three weeks this year. That no. dude is out for the season immediately, right? <laughs> he is he might not last. make it through training camp. That's the other thing. Uh, I, I'm not sure Arizona's going to be good this year. I have to really think about that. Like, they feel like they have the ability to just crumble this year. Their head coach sucks. Right? On, I'm going to hold you on that. We're on the clock. All right. Uh, Rojo? I do like Rojo. Uh, uh, do you like anyone else? Uh, Damian Pierce interests me a little bit. We're right, we have 10 seconds. Wide receivers, uh, I think I'm good with Rojo for the first pick. Okay, um, too early there. We were talking about Fuller earlier and he just fell to us. 
it's not really a fall. He's at the top of my queue. Oh, this at the top Jarvis. of your queue. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even... um, Jarvis? Mm. Uh, no, Jarvis doesn't really fit into what we're building. No. I'm I'm okay reaching for Will Fuller here. Just scroll a little bit. I mean, I don't think we're going to see anything, but I don't know, man. Where I think I kind of like Fuller. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You don't have to convince me on Will Fuller. I think it um, works for what we're doing. Unless there's a running – I mean, the only other thing would have been another running back. The So it would have been Damian Pierce, which it can go either way. Um, Carter, I, I guess. I don't hate Gainwell either. I know we're. I know, like at Spike Week, we're big on. We can. Miles we Sanders. can wait. We can wait. Yeah. yeah, we can definitely wait on Gainwell. But I do like him. Henderson, I like a lot too. To be honest, I do I, like Henderson. I think that he's going way too late in drafts. There, like this whole range, just kind of feels like they're there for like a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. Like this is the point of the draft where everyone's either grabbing their secondary quarterback, their secondary tight end. Um, you know, they're mixing in some wide receivers here and there. And I feel like I always end up seeing these names like pretty consistently. Yeah. Where? What are you thinking about Gainwell this year? I mean, I know we're all big on Sanders, like I was saying, but I I like Gainwell. I I don't like that they resigned Scott. So I, I'm less concerned about Scott for Gainwell. Um, I think Gainwell is more of like their gadget guy, like more of like that JD McKissick wide receiver type role. Um, whereas Boston Scott's like, they're going to be their goal line plunder. Like we're not going to see Kenny Gainwell get the high value touches like on the goal line, like within the, you know, maybe the 10 yard line. Like he's not going to plow through in in the goal line package, but no, of course not. they're they're like if they want to use him, they'll use him in intricate ways where, um, you know, Hertz. It might be a designed QB run, right? Where they're putting Hertz and shotgun and like kind of giving him a head of speed, but also they have the option to swing it out to Gainwell if he beats a linebacker to the outside. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely in on Gainwell. Um, yeah. I think he's the great running back for like that second RB spot that's going to, he might only get you three or four weeks of scoring, but I think he has big game upside potential where he just houses like two 40 yard, like halfback screens or halfback wheels, especially around that offense. I'm big on the Philly offense though. Absolutely. Eric says that Jalen hurts is the goal line back. And that's pretty true. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's valid point. Um, I saw that argument about Buffalo this week, which I agree with too. He hurts. He does hurt the uh, running backs for, for Singletary and everyone else. And especially Zach Moss. What, when are they just going to get rid of him? Uh, I think this is his four, fourth year. So he'll probably be done after this year. Like, they might cut him in preseason. Um, yeah, they got because they brought they like it's going to be either so it's either going to be Zach Moss on the roster or Duke Johnson. Like there's no in between. Like it's one or the other. I mean, Duke Johnson has at least proved that he can play NFL football. This is true. This um, is true. All right. So 
I think we've gotten pretty weird on this. Let's run through our lineup real quick before we get back on the clock, just for yep. the people so, that are listening. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Joe Mixon, Devin Singletary, Ronald Jones, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddell, Hollywood Brown, Traylon Burks, Michael Gallup, Will Fuller, and Dallas Goddard. I think Waddle might be one of the best wide receivers to take at his current ADP. I, Interesting. Uh, just based on the fact that we already know he he can do it with Tua, right? Yeah. I I know Ty. I know who Tyreek Hill is. I know what he can do. I know what he's capable of. But there's already that built-in trust with Tua and Waddle. People are going to be scared off of Waddle because of Tyreek Hill. So he's already fallen. And as good as Tyreek Hill is, and let's be real, he's amazing. Waddle could still be the number one there. That's still a likelihood. Like, you know what I mean? It's not a 0% chance. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to say he'll be the number one, right? Like Tyreek Hill is going to be their, their guy. Right. But I mean, think back to like, I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Jalen Waddle or I'm not comparing him to Travis Kelsey, but like Travis Kelsey is the consistent guy, like the guy over the middle, like Mm -hmm. that's probably going to be Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill is going to open up the offense for everybody else. Like they might shadow they're going to shadow probably two people over to Tyreek Hill so Jalen Waddle is going to be in one-on-one coverage like uh so I don't really disagree that he might be like a, a great value at where he's going he might catch 140 passes who else are they going to throw I mean I guess they could throw a city but like it doesn't really bother me well I think it's a I mean the problem with the comparison to Kelsey is the quarterback is just not the same. Yeah. But I think that helps Waddle because I just don't know if we, we made fun of the pass that we saw from Tua and it's even more. Oh, we're on the clock. We'll talk about this a little bit more. Um, so I put Hunter Henry in here for the game 17 stack um, mm-hmm. with Jalen Waddle as we're talking about it because uh, Dolphins play Pats week 17. Um, that way we're done with tight ends. We'll yep. have Goddard, Henry. Oh, I like um, it. Thinking through wide running backs, uh, I like Jane Robinson. I like Daryl Henderson, as you said. Um, so I'd be in on either of those two guys. It's our kind of Etienne uh, insurance. Um, it, it's Henderson for me if we want to go running back. Yeah. I don't – I could be in on David Bell. Uh, I don't really like Dotson. Uh, KJ Osborne doesn't interest me. These wide receivers aren't really that interesting. There's some receivers I like that might fall back to us. So for me, yeah. it would be um, Henderson. And then yep. there's a guy I want to talk about later. I don't want him to get scooped yep. yet. And I forget what point I was making before this. Uh, so it says, no way, Tyreek. This is Terrence, by the way. No way. Tyreek and Waddle in the same room. Who was the alpha? I mean, well, right now, right now it's Tyreek. Like we're not, I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that there is a realistic possibility that Waddle is the number one on the team by the end of the year. 
it, it's not as likely. Yeah. But there is an outcome for Waddle to be the number one. I think I Waddle Waddle could be the more consistent, like 10, 11 point per week guy. Whereas Tyreek's going to have that higher average just because he's going to have those weeks where he drops like a 902 or three touchdowns. Like, well, I don't think that ceiling outcome is really in Waddle's range of outcomes, but he's not going to be like, unless he gets hurt, like I don't see him being like a wide receiver four or a wide receiver three. Like he's going to be probably like a low end wide receiver two at worst. Right. Like he's just going to catch so many balls and have probably like – he'll probably go every week like 780, 7 for 80. Yeah. he's You know what? It's probably one of those things where it's one of the rare things where we talk about it's site-dependent. You probably yeah. want Waddle a little bit more on DraftKings than you do on Underdog because to your point, Waddle's probably not going to have that 45, 50 point sailing that Tyreek does have. Yeah. Right. But yes, he's going to be more consistent. And I, I want to see what they're going to do in the red zone too. I'm kind of curious with Mike McDaniel going over there, what that offense is going to look like when they get down inside the 20 is Tyreek going to be viable. It, I just don't know if he, if Mike McDaniel knows what he wants to do with a player like Tyreek Hill yet. Obviously, he wants him. They brought well, him in. I mean, <laughs> he's going to use him in a sim- somewhat similar fashion to Debo, right? Like a 1,600-yard season could, is very much in his range of outcomes. I don't think you can use him like Debo, though, like completely. Not not, not as like a true running back, but like he's going to put him in interesting spots so that, you know, he's going to give his best player the ball in space. Well, we whether saw that's screen started. passes, whether that's bubble screens, whether that's – you know, the occasional running like running back touch, like yeah. they might just run him in uh, two running back shotgun sets and let him run like a flare out and see what happens. <laughs> we, we did see Kansas City start to do that towards the end of the year last year with Tyreek as well when, yeah. when they weren't able to beat the, the too high safety, which isn't going to be a problem with Miami because Tua can't throw the ball 20 yards. So. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Did you oh. see the video, the video of him throwing to Tyreek? <laughs> well, what I find funny about the video of him throwing to Tyreek is now they're overcompensating for it. So now there's so many videos coming out of Tua throwing passes. And like, not only is it coming from the Miami social media account, but all of his receivers are like, look at this throw that Tua threw to me today in practice. <laughs> like what other team is doing this right now? <laughs> It's just like you could have literally picked any other throw in practice, and you yeah. picked the one that he has to slow down for. And not only that, but it literally was like a duck. Like you could see the ball like yeah. flailing in the air. He was like struggling to get it deep enough. Like it was, oh, it was so funny. It, it was hysterical, and then just like the overcompensation for it afterwards. Like you just gotta, you gotta no sell it. Right, like if you're gonna do that and and you get the backlash, you just no sell it. You don't yeah. you don't lean into it. And be like, well, wait, watch these 15 passes from today's practice. You know, like it, like that's where it's like, oh man, like you guys, you guys don't know how to play this game. You don't know how to play this social media game. Now you look like complete clowns. We are coming back around, Let me and 
We're currently two four six two. We are currently a two four six two. Yes. And we don't need any more quarterbacks or tight ends. We're pretty. Yep. We're we're good. running back. We're running back wide receiver heavy the rest of the way. Exactly. For these next four rounds. So. Let's see who's still there. So did Julio end up going? I I think he did because I don't see him, and he's usually at the top of my queue. But I don't. Yeah, he went at 167. All right. Did Osborne go? Osborne did go. Uh, I think. I, I've been grabbing a lot of Osborne. Um, uh, so. I kind of like Curtis Samuel. Yeah? Thinking Curtis Samuel's going to bounce back this year? I do, because I think Wentz is going to throw more over the middle. Um, That's fair. <laughs> Like really, no other reason other than I don't think he's gonna throw it, like throw it very far downfield. It might not uh, be to his teammates, but he will throw it over the middle. Yeah. Uh, I like DPJ. For... I like DPJ. Um, I, like I, like, him. I like John. I like Mechie as a bounce back candidate, second half of the year. Yeah. Um. Uh. I don't like Marvin Jones. I could get into Lavisca. Show I could me the get RBs in. real quick. I don't think we have. I could time. get on Brian Robinson, Sony Michelle. Mm, I think, oh, fuck! I know who we should. Well, we'll probably get him coming up and around. I see somebody, but we'll see if he falls back to us. Um, yes, I'm. I'm okay with what we just did there. Mechie's fine. I like Nico a lot this year too. I do too. I've just been like I'm hoping more for the breakout candidacy of Mechie over Nico. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go off Terrence, so I he he asked about Tolbert and in Tolbert and James Washington in the same breath. Like what are your what are your thoughts on triple stacking an offense? It depends on the offense. Okay. Um there's certain there's certain offenses that I am generally just trying to skinny stack and there's certain ones that i'm trying to double or triple stack uh i think though there's other offenses so this is going to sound stupid but this the the ones that i am skinny stacking i would rather triple stack than double stack because i'd rather just take the whole offense at that point yeah i don't hate that take um Uh, but guys like Hertz, right? And I'm huge on the Eagles offense. I would prefer to, to skinny stack hit them. And yep. my statue quarterbacks, I'm looking to double stack. Yep. So, you know, I'd love to have Godwin Evans, Brady, Godwin, Gage, Brady. Yeah. You know, rotate any of those guys, with, I guess, yep. with Gronk. Uh, Hertz, I want Hertz, AJ Brown. That's it. Hertz, Goddard. That's it. And I want Hertz, um, Devonta Smith, and that's it. Generally, I have double stacked him here and there. But my point behind that particular take is, in week sixteen, week seventeen, I'm looking for Hertz to do a lot of damage on the ground with his legs. So I want him to be running and throwing to one guy for those weeks to win me. A tournament and i think that's what we saw with josh allen last year 
and maybe I'm overthinking it and just being real results oriented, watching him do that with Gabriel Davis last year. But he, the Liam won because he had the nuts. He had Chase. He had the other guys. But he also had Josh Allen, who ran for two touchdowns. And yep. did he throw for three that that game with two of them Maybe, going to Davis? I thought, he, I thought he threw for two. Maybe he threw for two. Maybe he ran two through two. Yep. And it's like, well, if your quarterback's capable of running, you're looking for him to win you the week based off of him running. Yep. I. I think double stacking them, triple stacking them is fine for the season, but we are looking at the playoffs when we're building our teams. Yeah, and so that's kind of I, I, I'm similar but different. Um, mm-hmm. like I'm not against double stacking rushing quarterbacks or anything like that, um, and I'll do it when when price is like okay for me. Um, I'm more in the mindset of I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force a hyper stack of three plus players on a single team just because you're reducing the amount of outs that you have in the playoff weeks. Like, yeah, that team might absolutely crush in season. Like the number one scoring, you might get the number one scoring team, which is great. That's two. It's a million dollars. The number one scoring team last year had, uh, it had Gronk ahead of ADP. It had Godwin ahead of ADP. It had Evans ahead of ADP. It had Fournette above ADP. It had Tom Brady above ADP. However, like come, you know, once they played the Saints in what was that week fifteen? Like that team was dead. Like there was no way for that team to overcome it. And I'm not building my team to be a powerhouse in the regular season. I'm building it to try. Like hope variance takes over. That team advances, and mm-hmm. my structure is going to win out in the playoff weeks when I can actually make money. Right. So I'm not trying to take. You know. Jalen Tolbert might be great. I'll have Dak stacks with Jalen Tolbert, but I'm not going to have Dak stacks with C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Jalen Tolbert just because it, it really is reducing the amount of things that you need to get – or it's increasing the amount of things that you need to get right. Right. Um, who was the guy that you were looking for? Um, I don't see anyone here, so they must have went. Um. Sony Michelle interests me with his tri- or with the signing to uh, the Dolphins. Um, let's see, Lavisco. <laughs> you're not saying anything. I'm not saying anything because you're picking my least favorite player in the NFL, and it it just threw me for such a loop. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I shit on Trey Lance, there's no one I can't stand more than Sony Michelle. Um, oh, I didn't take Sony Michelle. I took Lavisca Chanel. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought you took Sony, and I was just like, "What are we doing?" We have 15 seconds, though. I think we need a running back. Um, take who you like for running back. If it's Sony, I'll just close my eyes. I do like Donta Foreman. It goes to my thing with CMC this year. I'm really trying to think through. Let's see if I can get it. I don't think I did. I didn't get it. God damn it! Oh well. I tried to get Damian Williams um, as the chance at the Atlanta backfield, which <laughs> it happens. Um, where was I just going? What was my point right there? You hate you, I lost. I lost you at Sony Michelle. I hate Sony Michelle. I just hate Sony Michelle. I've hated him since he was in New England. Since he was one of the worst picks ever here. Like my favorite stat or like favorite saying I ever heard about Sony Michelle 
is like his Madden blurb would be that he fights for less yardage. And <laughs> just what it always felt like. He just refused to get back to the line of scrimmage in New England. He was better last year as a Ram, but I don't know, man. I just don't think there's any talent there. So we have completed our draft, huh? We oh, my, my point with Dante Foreman is like, I'm really starting to think through Christian McCaffrey right now. Our last year and the year before, what were our two main, our biggest concern with Christian McCaffrey? Health. Only thing we were worried about, right, was health yep. with him. We knew if he played, he was going to absolutely destroy everybody. What my concern is this year, we're bringing in a new coaching staff. They, there's, the there's the health thing. There's, are they going to try to conserve him a little more? Are they going to reduce his role just a little bit? Like, I feel like there's a lot more question marks with Christian McCaffrey this year, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to think my way through him right yeah. now. And I'm like, is he worth the 102 at this point or the 103? He's my 101 in full PPR. But, I mean, yeah, if you knew what you were getting, if you knew you were getting, like, the opportunity that he would normally get. But I'm not sure we can guarantee that this year. I'm not sure that the Carolina Panthers are going to play that style of football anymore with him. I, I just, I, but and, I, and, and this goes to Chris's point. I mean, yeah, he has survived two coaching staffs, and they still used him the same way. Like the guy, the guy is unreal. You keep yeah. that man on the field when he's healthy. You play him. Like you, you can't really not. <laughs> you would think so. I just, I don't know, man. I like so. I have to. I'm not saying I'm not going to get back to that point. It's just something that I'm thinking about right now, and I have been taking him. Excuse me, at the 102 or the 103, if need be. But you go on um, DraftKings right now, right? And I think I got him at the 107 on my first DraftKings draft. And I was like, I'll take that all day. I got Cooper Cup in as the fifth pick the other night in DraftKings. So that's my that's my whole thing. It's like, why am I not just firing these DraftKings drafts for five dollars? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where where these guys are just falling and just outrageous. Chris says you buy the dip at 103 to 105. And yeah, I, I'm doing that now because I understand that that is the dip. And I know that he is the one-on-one if he's playing the way he's supposed to be. He's better, like fantasy-wise, he's better than Taylor if he's going to play all year and get his normal workload. We know that. We know he's better than Taylor. Taylor's the one-on-one because of the concerns with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. It's just, do I like Cooper cup better? Do I like Jamar chase better? Do I like Justin Jefferson better? And that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. This is why the fifth or sixth pick is the best pick in the draft at the moment. You let everybody else make that decision for you. And then you just, you roll with who's left of those five or six guys. Yeah, I would say pick 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 five, pick six. You might get stuck with Derrick Henry, and yeah. then you have to start making that decision. Um, I'm gonna roll run through our team real quick. Yeah. Um, so Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Joe Mixon, Devin Singletary, Ronald Jones, Daryl Henderson, Dante Foreman, Ceedee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Hollywood Brown, Traylon Burks, Michael Gallup, 
Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, John Mechie, LaVisca Chenault, uh, Dallas Goddard, and Hunter Henry. I actually think it's a really solid team. Um, there, there's a lot of outs for this team. Um, I think the wide receiver group, like it, it seemed really shaky to start, but yeah. like there's a lot of upside there. I like I like the Dak double stack because he is one of the QBs that I'm okay with like having the double stack with. Yep. Uh, if CD is an alpha, then we have our alpha. We might have the best quote unquote two in the league with Waddle. Yep. Hollywood. You know, he's we got the college, be... the college, college narrative. I was gonna yeah. say roommate, but I don't think they were roommates. You know, Burks has the potential to be the number one wide receiver on that team. I know they got Woods, but there, there is a there is a possibility. They drafted him to replace AJ Brown. Fuller could end up somewhere that he's electric. Um, basically, to me, Fuller and Brown are the same guy. They're just going to be rotating through our lineup like. 70% of the weeks or something like that. Yeah. I, I dig the team. I, I, I think it's a good team. Our tight ends are great. Yep. I'm big on Henry this year. Catching a touchdown a week at least. <laughs> yeah. Who else is gonna? Don't try to tell me Jacoby Myers. Um, so yeah, I think I think the team overall is solid. And I think the running backs, we have the perfect type of running backs from our second to fourth to rotate through that second spot. Yeah. For most weeks, you know, it's going to be Singletary and Jones to start, but anything happens to Acres and Daryl Henderson is uh, he's going to shoot up the board again. Um, yeah. What is this? Allen first round pick on DK best ball. Weird draft. I saw Allen go first overall and one, two, I think. And I'm just like, okay, I'll find so all these. Allen, Allen, guys Allen could have. Allen could have those 50-point games on DraftKings just because of the bonuses. Like, it's a totally different scoring aspect, um, and that is something that we're going to be bringing up on Spike Week. Um, it's something Eric and I am working on. Um, like, the differences in scoring are just vastly different for quarterbacks. Like, you could score – so if he throws for 300 yards and then rushes for 100, like, that's a bonus five points that you're not getting on underdog. Right. Which is – massive like massive chance that he is like he he far and away is going to be the quarterback one on DraftKings if he stays healthy yep yeah so and I we've talked about it a little bit I know you guys are working on other stuff with it but I I'm kind of on the mindset that you need an elite quarterback to to win one of these things yeah where we were trying to hold off on quarterbacks last year I just think that was the wrong approach looking back and I was part of that approach for some of my teams Yep. And I just think going forward, we need to really be, and it all depends on what you consider elite, right? I'm talking about that. What is it? Hertz. Hertz is kind of that last guy usually, although he's creeping up, but you know what I'm talking about that back end. I, I'd put it in like the the Brady range. Um, just because right. Brady has those outs. Um, but then you get those guys in that like second tier with like um, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, who could be like top six quarterbacks at the end of the year. Well, Watson, Watson is an outlier just based yeah. on the situation. Like, if we knew Watson was playing, he'd be Russ, more Russ yeah. Trey Lance. <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, while you know, uh, I want to wrap this up very shortly. If someone yes. wants to comment, if they want us to review their team, uh, I'll give you about uh, 120 seconds. 
Um, other than that, um, probably going to end it, uh, you know, because we've been on this for a while. But, no, I think the, the team's really good. The, the running backs are a little scary for me um, personally. But, I mean, it's that, that upside group. Like, what happens when Devin Singletary – is the guy that they find they showcase for for you know two plus and maybe rotates in on third downs. What happens when Ronald Jones rushes for twelve touchdowns? Um, you know what happens when Acres isn't or he's going to be fully healthy, but they don't trust him, so he's going to be in the midst. Um, so Eric says Chip Skylark. Do you want do you want honest reviews or do you want me to just roast the fucking shit out of it? Uh, roasted. <laughs> All right, so keep scrolling. Where's your first round pick? I'm not finding it. Where is Here, it? I'll do, it? I'll do it this way. No, I see it, but it's just it, he, but Najee sucks, right? Najee's awful. <laughs> Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Kenny Pickett. That's what we're rolling out for what for quarterbacks. Uh, great. Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans, so I'm not gonna roast Mike Evans. Mike Williams going to be dust by week three. DJ Moore doesn't have a quarterback. We're hoping that Drake London. Yeah, okay, so Atlanta. Garrett Wilson's okay. I guess because of the stack, I'll give you I'll give you a break on that. Zach Ertz and Rob Gronkowski. You want – okay. He's a killer of the olds. Like, what are we doing at tight end? What are we doing? You, They are literally going to turn into dust. Thanos snap, right? From my video a couple months ago, Thanos is going to snap and Ertz and Gronkowski are just going to. They're a year away from getting their AARP cards. Yeah. So <laughs> congrats. You have the oldest team in the league. Uh, like he just went so hyper fragile at running back. Like it's not going to work out. There is going to be too many weeks when J.K. Dobbins gets hurt or when Najee isn't catching 20 passes a week, that you're scoring under five points at one of your running back positions. Yeah, that, that RB core is tough. Um, like love your wide receivers. Hate your running backs. <laughs> I definitely hate your running backs, tight ends, and quarterbacks. So, I mean, I like at least two of your wide receivers. Who's Chris G? He wants to get roasted. CG, baby. Uh, Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt, Ramondre, Damian Pierce, Khalil Herbert, Diggs. So you got the he got the double stack with Allen, uh, Higgins, Davis. Got the bring back with Higgins, Week 17. You know that's gonna oh he's double stack bring back. He's going all in on Week 17. Chris, you knew you, you know you have to get to Week 17 before you can plan yeah. for that game, right? And Cincinnati 17. has an absolute brutal playoff schedule. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, you're, you're buying the upside on Amran Ra. You know, they brought in DJ Chark. Um, you know, he's not getting 15 targets a week. KJ Hamler might not even start a single game this year. Um, so you're hoping Ross can throw it deep. Um, and he might not even be the top deep threat on that team. Um, he, oh, he has both DJ Chark and Amon Ra. So he might get like you know fifteen targets a game between the two of them. He Who's got another quarterback. I forget. Oh. <laughs> Tannehill. He got sniped. So he actually got sniped on golf because he has fucking Hawkinson too. Oh. <laughs> he literally went Buffalo, Cincinnati, Detroit, and just mixed in some running backs. Do you think teams like this are harder to get? I mean, like they're harder to get into the playoffs, right? 
Do you think so? I, I think I think it can, like it can make the playoffs. I think it's harder for the team to advance through the playoffs. Like you're yeah. so concentrated on so many teams that you literally need to hit the nuts each week, and you need those teams to actually perform. And we've that, seen in the past like it's it's hard for that to happen. It's hard in the regular season too, especially when it's teams like not you're not so concerned about Buffalo. Detroit's scary and. Yeah. And who else does he have? Uh, Cincinnati's not as scary, but it's Cincinnati with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and Boyd could just disappear for weeks at a time. He did. He That's was not, non-existent yeah. until yeah. the end of the year. He was pretty much non-existent. Yeah, I feel like uh, I I felt like I really liked this team, and now I think I don't think you should be allowed I'm... to draft anymore, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind. You've been uh, you've been banned for a week from drafting. Shy Town bring back by saying Khalil Herbert. What are you talking about? <laughs> Khalil Herbert's not even gonna be on the field. <laughs> All right. uh, I'm gonna do one one more just because he said he won the draft from the 101, um, which isn't hard because you get you know Jonathan Taylor and then you get those running backs. So we'll see what happens. So he might not. He might not have a quarterback. By oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Before we even start this, we got Fields, Winston, Jones, and he won the draft. He might oh, only man. have one quarterback by week six. All right, Chris, you're allowed to draft again. This guy is getting banned. <laughs> uh, I, you know, love. Why, why are you taking five running backs when you're starting JT, Kamara, and Barkley? Like, you're already drafting as if they're going to be top twelve options. Why are there five running backs? Yeah, I'm I'm fine with four if you have Kamara because there's some you know uncertainty with how many games he's going to actually be able to play because of suspension. Yeah. Because um, I think Overzet drafted a Taylor Kamara Barkley team today, and he went with the three, and I was like, eh, I might have taken one more. I understand the thought process of hyper fragile, yeah. but with Kamara, I might want to just you know. So your your wide receiver core is Sutton, oh my Juju, God. Thielen, Olave. What is rookie, happening? Rookie what fever. He has four what of his eight wide receivers are rookies. The Olave. oldest receiver on his team is Vellis Jones. <laughs> what is happening right now? He won the draft. Oh, you know, he's clear, he, re- he's he really had me for the first three. Like the first three picks, if you got me after those three, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, you won the draft. After that, no. Boy, who is this in the chat? That Who is it? Because, oh, Colton? <laughs> Colton, buddy, we need to have an intervention with whatever the fuck this team is. <laughs> you're, you're banned. You're banned <laughs> from drafting for a week. You're not allowed to draft with Silas and Eric next Monday. I've laid the hammer down. Chris, you're back in because this is this is disgusting. I I don't know what else to say about this. I, ugh. I thought I was gonna vomit if we drafted Trey Lance. I don't I don't even know what else to say. What what else can you say about this team, Simon? I mean, his probably most consistent wide receiver is Adam Thielen, and he's what, 33? A hundred? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking we're taking the jump on Cortland Sutton. He can't stay injured. Juju can't stay injured and it can't show he yeah, can't stay on the field. Adam Thielen's old, which means he's gonna regress. Chris Olave, 
they just signed Jarvis Landry. So they're going to do the exact same thing. And if Michael Thomas is there, like how many targets are going to be there? I like MBS. I can't say anything about it. Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce. We're really going to go with Alec Pierce when just wait for Julio to sign with Indy. What is Alec Pierce? Absolutely fucking nothing. Wondell Robinson, the literal backup to Kadarius Tony. Like he is Miko Hardman. What? <laughs> five years in the future. <laughs> and Vilas Jones, who again might get his AARP card. Like what is that wide receiver core? Like you're scoring four points a week. What's this fucking team? Why did you even show me this? I'm disgusted. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't see it and just end the stream. I, I should have just fucking ended the stream. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've seen the worst best ball mania team that's been drafted, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, join us in the Discord. Conversations going 24 7. Uh, you know, we, we enjoy taking or we enjoy when people bring things to talk about. So if you have something that's kind of burning, feel free to bring it up. Um, you know, everybody, it, it's going 24 seven. So you'll get an answer. People will talk you through. You can agree to disagree, which never works in our discord. Um, but yeah, check us out. Join us in the discord, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, and follow me on Twitter. And my closing thought is you can see me tomorrow night on the spike week stream with Eagles. We're going to also be drafting a team. I don't know if we're going to be doing DK or, um, Guys, you got to stop. You got to stop in the chat about this freaking bear stack. It's, <laughs> it's grossing me out. But we're going to be drafting a team tomorrow night. What I ask is if you even watch this on YouTube, go to the iTunes feed. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. We, um, we're we not getting as much traction on there. So I would love to see a few more um, reviews there. Other than that, um, I am going to press the brand button a little behind the scenes. And then I am going to say bye. Thank you.